Dotnet Rocks episode 842 with guest Martin Woodward. Recorded live Wednesday, January 30th, 2013. This episode is brought to you by Telerik and by Franklins.net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering Gesture Pack, a powerful gesture recording and recognition system for Microsoft Connect for Windows developers. Details at gesturepak.com. And now, here are Carl and Richard. ACI. Thank you very much, and welcome back to Dotnet Rocks. It's Carl and Richard, and uh, we're rocking in the cold, frigid northeast here. Is it that cold there? Yeah, we've had a cold snap. Actually, it's... There's sort of some weird Arctic stuff going on, that, uh, and it happened last year, too. We have like a, a week of sub-zero weather, and then it goes up into the 40s, and then it goes back down into negative numbers. It's crazy. Well, you know, I just got back from uh, China. I was over in Hong Kong doing some work, and then we, uh, Steve and uh, Remy Caron and I took a couple of days, and we went up to Harbin. And Harbin is between Russia and Mongolia. Ow, that's cold. Negative 25 degrees Celsius was the high. That is crazy. But that's where, you know, if you're going to, that's why they hold the ice festival there. They just cut the ice out of the, the river into blocks and they build buildings out of it. You know, that I'm jealous. I've always wanted to stay in an ice hotel. We did not stay in a nice hotel. We did go to an ice bar, but we only last one drink because it's cold. Freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the festival itself was amazing. They walk around on these buildings. They're all lit from inside. They've carved tubes through the ice and put uh, lit uh, colored fluorescent lights in them. So all the oh. bl- ice glows. It, it was really an interesting experience. That's but fantastic. I, I wore every piece of clothing I had, and I'm a Canadian. You have some pictures you can share on Twitter or something? Uh, there's a few up on Twitter and, and Facebook already. So if you you know if you follow me at all, you'll you'll see it. But uh, it's uh, it was an adventure, and boy was it cold. Awesome. Well, we have some great a lot of great news to share today. So let's get started. Better know a framework coming right up here. All right, what do you got, man? If you go to tinyurl.com/tfstoolkit. You will see the Visual Studio 2010 version of the TFS Administrator's Toolkit. And uh, this is a nice collection of tools for the admin. Um, here are some great features. Find in files. Oh. Search for text or regxp in files and all file versions in source control. So you can find in, you know, in any previously checked in, all the, you know, going all the way back, find in files. Very cool. Um, Update reports, update work item types, source control folder size. You can search for large files, that kind of thing. Uh, also, some, some subscriptions, list and filter existing subscriptions, server-wide, unsubscribe existing subscriptions. So you can do a lot of damage with this, and there's rightly so. You know, there's a, a, a warning that says, be careful. This set of tools makes it easy to affect a lot of team projects very quickly. It's a power tool. Please be aware of what you're doing. Don't blame me. I'm just telling you about the tool. Yeah, it's your foot. It's your foot. Now, uh, also, there's a 2012 edition, which we'll link to on the website. That's it, Richard. Who's talking to us? I grabbed a comment off of show 841. Uh, That was one we did with Jamie Wright uh, on Rails for .NET developers. And this comment is from uh, Steen Halthen Rasmussen. Uh, who does not say anything about uh, the Rails conversation at all, but he does say, quite funny that Richard should mention the wish for better Git integration in Visual Studio. Hmm. Today, Microsoft announced Visual Studio support for Git. And he provides a link to the blog post, which I'll add to the links. Uh, Certainly looks very interesting. The merge tools look very nice, at least compared to my present situation, which is msys git command line for the version control commands, merge or rebase, opening conflicts in Visual Studio to resolve them, and Vim editing commit messages. Yeah. I personally don't mind using the command line for most of my version control, but merging is cumbersome. Oh, and another really good thing about Git is that I've been able to use it at clients using TFS as source control using the Git TFS bridge, which is from the GitHub site, and I'll provide that link as well. There is a Microsoft project also called gittf.codeplex.com and clients using Subversion. Nice. Even though I personally prefer HG, Mercurial, 
from source control, and I like the command line to do my source control. I think this announcement is great news for .NET developers who just feel more at home in Visual Studio than in the Linux command line. It really has the potential to bring the .NET community closer together and also closer to other development communities. I suggest a show with Martin Woodward on the new Git Visual Studio integration. This guy is a clairvoyant. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought? Who who saw that coming? That's crazy. So, uh, Steen, you just described what we're doing right now. So clearly, you are a genius, and a mug is on its way to you. Genius! <laughs> and if you'd <laughs> like a .NET Rocks mug, just write a comment on the website at .netrocks.com. And before we go any further, I need to tell you that Pluralsight provides comprehensive developer training online. They have nearly 400 hardcore developer training courses authored by MVPs and industry experts, releasing 12 to 15 new courses every month and offering a free 10-day trial, 200 minutes of access to their library. Pluralsight offers a wide range of developer courses, including coverage of iOS, Java, Android, web development, pretty much anything and everything on the Microsoft stack including complete coverage of ALM with Visual Studio 2012 and TFS. Try Pluralsight today. Subscription plans start at just $29 a month. And with that, let us welcome back to the show Martin Woodward. He's the program manager for Team Foundation Server Microsoft, looking after cross-platform integration on that product. Welcome back, Martin. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a, an exciting day, an exciting few weeks, and uh, yeah, it's been some good stuff. Yeah, so we're recording this the day before this is published, um, January 30th, and uh, today was uh, Big Announcement Day. Yeah, so we announced a couple of things, uh, just just got off stage literally where we're talking, hopefully the echo isn't too bad here in this room. Um, we announced full uh, Git integration into Team Foundation Server, so you've now got, um, you can when you create a new project in TFS, you can pick your repository type if you want. Team Foundation version control, TFVC, uh, which is what you know TFS has today probably, or if you want a Git repository, and you, you just pick, and then you go, and you still get all the same integrations and things that you you know know and love tfs for all that agile planning and the test case management and all that stuff uh, yeah. you get that with, with a git repository back end and then the other thing we announced um as steen was was asking for and 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 got in the comments there was uh, git support inside of visual studio so a full git client um in visual studio or full git implementation in visual studio where you can do all that crazy stuff you know commits locally you don't even need a server you just do file new project it be in source control, uh, do a bunch of commits, do some merges, do lots of branching, and then if you want to push to TFS, you can. If you want to push to GitHub or Bitbucket or wherever, you can do that too. It all just works, and it's all built on top of open source as well. Well, this this really, I think, comes as a very welcome news to a lot of people. Um, the thing that we love Microsoft about as developers is the tools and Visual Studio uh, you know, and all of that stuff. So I, I kind of imagine that people must have been going nuts when you announced this. Yeah, we're number one on Hacker News right now. That's that's bizarre. I've never I've never seen that before. I'm a, that's actually famous for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you see you see these things that happen, you know, you see like uh, you know blog posts go out and stuff, and that doesn't really mean anything. But you see like number one on Hacker News, and then you know Mary Jo Foley talking about it, and TechCrunch talking about it. It's like right. wow. Maybe people are interested in what we're doing. That's exciting. Who would have thunk? Who would have thought that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been it's been good. So you just sort of breezed past libgit two, but this is uh, yeah an open source library. Yeah, let's dig into all this. So um, the the integration inside of Visual Studio. Um, you know, when we talk to T Team Foundation version control, TFEC repository, we have um, a .NET object model that we use to talk through to that um, mm -hmm. and that handle because there's an amazing amount of uh, logic that happens, you know, inside the client, inside Visual Studio to do source control, a lot more than you'd think. It, um, now, with distributed version control with Git, all the logic's done in the client. That's the whole point. Right. You, you send a copy of a repository uh, between computers and you do all this business logic, if you like. It's all client-side. Um, and to do that logic, uh, once we decided that we wanted to go to Git, and we could probably go through you know, some of how we got there as well um, at some point. But yeah, once we decided to go for Git, we were looking how we wanted to talk to Git. 
Um, and there's an open source project called libgit2, which is uh, libgit2.github.com. If you go there, they just updated the website today as well, in line with our announcement, which was cool of them. So, um, and that's an open source project. It's GPL v2 licensed with uh, uh, a linking exception. So it's a very permissively licensed open source library. Code in there written by, you know, Linus Torvalds. And uh, we're now shipping it in a Microsoft product. That's pretty cool. Cats Let's dogs think about together, that for eh? a minute. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's my so, evil yeah, laugh. Yeah, it's um, a new world. Um, and so this open source library, we've actually been contributing uh, to that for a number of months now. Uh, in fact, you know, quite proud that um, a couple of uh, Microsoft engineers have actually been, you know, made so many contributions that they've been made committers. Uh, they, they even made me a committer, though I think that was actually probably more of a, you know, a token gesture because I think all my commits are not very interesting. But the uh, we had some engineers <laughs> adding some. No, they really weren't. I had to... Um, <laughs> so it, we don't believe you, Martin. <laughs> go look me up. It's open source. You can go check. The, um, the I think, well, you know, so to ship things as a Microsoft, so this, we have this open source library and, you know, we want to ship it in a Microsoft product. There's a whole, um, you know, you can imagine there's a bit of process that goes through when you go to the lawyers and say, hey, I got this code that Linus wrote and I'd really like to ship it. Is that cool? <laughs> so, um, and cool. that's when his head exploded. Thumbs up. Yeah, I know, actually... Our lawyers are really, the, you know, the lawyers we have are really, really good. So, you know, they, they, they have, there was some interesting paperwork that had to be filled out, but yeah, they, were, they were really good guys. So um, the, when we were going through this sort of process, we had to do um, a bunch of work, which you have to do, you know, because uh, we, the, the key thing is that while we're using an open source library, we're, we're contributing all the code to libgit2, you know, the libgit2.github.com. And you can see, right. you can see contributions from us every single, almost every single day right now. Um, you know, we're actively developing it. Um, and, we put those features in they we have to put them in the upstream project first before we can use them because that's very important to us that they're out there in the open source community and the rest of the people on the libgit2 team are happy with them before we can rely on shipping it in the library um so yeah so we we put all these features up there we then have to make sure that this is a a library that we can ship in a Microsoft product. And Microsoft has a bunch of standards for what it ships. You know, there's a, mm. there's a checklist, as you would imagine, uh, that you have to go through. And there's, like, different checks you have to go through, like, um, uh, you know, it's, there's a bunch of security testing we have to do. And so we ran all those tools and ran all those, like, threat modeling things and did some changes there to bring the library up, you know, security-wise to what Microsoft would want to ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because we need to be able to support this that you know it's an open source library we need to be able to support it when people have a bug in visual studio we can't just say oh sorry libgit 2's broke sure. we have to go okay we'll fix that um and so we have to be able to fix it contribute a change to libgit 2 and build it and put it into visual studio so we need to be able to support this library so it needs to be a microsoft product um yeah and so we uh, we did that we did the security stuff we also did um we have tools internally that like look for different things and it, it sort of checks comments to make sure you and function names to make sure you're not swearing or using <laughs> offensive terms and things like that. So um, I, I uh, you know, being the program manager on the team, um, you know, I don't really program very much anymore. The developers try and take the, any code out that I put in. They just, you know, they're, they're good at doing that, that time. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik who want me to tell you all about Team Pulse. Is customer feedback at the heart of your development process? Are you looking for an easy way to integrate that feedback into your Microsoft TFS projects? Well, Telerik offers a simple and cost-effective solution to this problem. It's called the Ideas and Feedback Portal and comes as an extension of Telerik's agile project management tool, TeamPulse. The Ideas and Feedback Portal helps teams engage with external stakeholders like users or clients by capturing their feedback in the form of ideas, bug reports, feature requests, and votes, and allowing for a virtually real-time collaboration with your development team. Feedback collected by the Ideas and Feedback Portal can easily be turned into requirements or bugs and synchronized with your TFS project for you and your team to work on. So from now until the end of June, Telerik offers a 10% discount for .NET Rocks listeners for any purchases of the Ideas and Feedback Portal for more information, go to Telerik.com slash DNR, and don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks.
I'm really, really, really interested in the genesis of this idea and how it, you know, how it manifested itself. There must have been, you know, a lot of people asking for this and, uh, you know, a checklist of a, a backlog that must have been ridiculous. Um, did you manage to hit every item you wanted to hit uh, in, you know, in version one? Yeah, so... Um the, the process was really interesting because what we came to was that there are different types of version control out there today in, in the modern world. There's, you mm-hmm. know, check-in, check-out uh, version control, right. um, which is kind of what people associate with TFS. Um, is you know, the way TFS 2005 works was, was that way. Um, and then you've got an edit commit model of version control, which is, you know, what TFS 2012 is uh, with with local workspaces mm-hmm. and what um, say something like Subversion would be. That's that kind of model of version control. Mm-hmm. They're both centralized version control models. And then you have distributed version control, which Git is an example of. Um, and we saw a lot of advantages to distributed version control workflows for certain types of customers. Some customers like centralized version control and love centralized version control and will always stick with centralized version control. And that's that's great. We have the best centralized version control product out there and you know the the one of the most highest adopted centralized version control tools. But we had this distributed version control uh, workflows that we needed to address. And so it was a, a case of um, do we do we you know we're, do we build our own? Because hey, with Microsoft, you know, surely building our own would be the right thing to do. That's sure, what do, you, you tend know. to do that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And or do we build our own? Do we buy something in? What should we do? And so we we look around the market, and um, the this is back. I mean, I remember we're having these conversations. Say, you know, two thousand and nine, maybe late two thousand and nine. We certainly, I know Brian Harry started blogging about this stuff, kind of. Around about October 2011, so it's been in the it's been in the background quite a mm-hmm, while. Mm-hmm, sure, but we um, so we were we were thinking about this and we looked around and especially over the past six months, six to twelve months, an interesting trend's emerged where um, Git has become is DVCS now. Um, Steam was talking about uh, Mercurial and things. Right. Yeah, um, a, a great DVCS tool, and the command line is you know. Uh, very easy to use and i do like mercurial as well but um every single distributed version control tool is now building uh git support into it you know it, it is building ways of getting data in and out of git into right their DC. it's just not optional anymore just not yeah every single like a big driver for us was um we didn't have native xcode support mm-hmm. and that that sucked and like for some reason, um, Apple weren't, you know, weren't too bothered when we were calling them up and asking, "We need TFVC in there." You know, they've kind of bumped that down their priority backlogs. Sure. So um, we really need, you know, native support in Xcode because we have a lot of people using TFS for Xcode development. So therefore, um, we need to be able to talk Git as well because you know Xcode natively supports Git and other development tools natively support Git. Mm-hmm. But Git really is CS. And then we have. Um, Interestingly, is our Git using being used more and more as a almost like a, a developer's FTP? You know, it's like a, sure. it's a deployment protocol for uh, Windows Azure websites or Heroku or a bunch of things like that. You actually deploy to the live site using Git, and that that was fascinating for us because because now that means not only does the tool have to um, interoperate with Git, it has to speak Git at the network protocol level. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at that, um, well, all the logic in the client. So the network protocol is actually just transferring bits of the Git repository around. So you might as well just go build Git. <laughs> when you, you know, it's a pretty, a pretty obvious conclusion. The, the, the only criticism that people had about Git, especially, you know, like the Mercurial crowd, um, was that the, the support for Git on Windows and for Windows developers and for Microsoft developers wasn't great. Right. So we just we sat down and we looked at it and we thought, well, you know, rather than building our own DVCS tool, rather than adding DVCS workflows to the existing Team Foundation version control, let's just let's just go fix the problem with Git on Windows and let's go help make Git better on Windows. So that's what we decided to do. 
Now, it seems to me there's several different modes you can operate in here now. Can I run Visual Studio Pro, no TFS in my life at all, and start using Git? Yep. This is Service Pack 2, or what do we call this, the, the model that you're distributing this version in? Currently, it's um, yeah no you know it, this is currently it's for people who like lead, not living on the bleeding edge right so because uh, it's you have to have the CTP two of update two of Visual Studio so you okay. have to be on like the absolute bleeding edge we do we just shipped that today as well we just announced that but it will um, eventually be part of update two. It'd be a part of update two. Well, no, that you need update two, and then you install the Git tools, the Visual Studio tools for Git. Sorry, okay. I'll get it out. So I can do that and work with Git in Studio. No TFS needs to be evolved at all. Yeah, and if you go to aka.ms/git the number four vs, you can go and download that v6, and it's got links there on how to how to get all the bits. But yeah, you can do that, and um, you can do it in Visual Studio. But what we've announced today as well is that in a in a future release of Visual Studio, it'll just be baked in, just like Team Explorer is baked in today. Right. The, the Git support will be baked in, including Express. So you don't even need to have a paid version of Visual Studio. You can just be a web developer hacking away on an ASP.NET website. You go to file, new project, you're using Git. Wow. I have so many questions from Twitter. and I <laughs> Where do I start? Here's, here's one from Tiago Silva. If we, have a, yeah, if we have a current project on TF services in the cloud with TFS version control, is there a way to convert to Git? That's a great question. So actually, Steen had the answer there in 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 his um in your question. You know, in the in the suggestion to get me on the show, there is a tool um we started working on. Funny, it's all it all becomes clear when yeah. we made this announcement. <laughs> We've been up to. So we did an open source project um last year uh, called Git TF, which is um an open source project to enable you to move code between Git repositories and TFVC repositories. So you can take code and you can clone uh, a TF repository part of it into a Git repository, or you can check in from Git into TFS. And it's for Git people, it's a very simple command line. You just type Git TF clone, give it the path. It pulls down the changes. Uh, Git TF check in and push the changes up. Interestingly, that open source project was we did that was a good um, way of you know getting the TFS team and getting people on the TFS team used to dealing with open source and working in an open source way, doing it properly as a proper open source project that we take commits on, you know, we take people's mm. um, pull requests and things and we, we submit them in. Um, and and uh, yeah, so if you want to move code between, you use a tool called Git TF to just push code between the two types. Great. Another question from Rohit. Uh, what is the best place to start with Git if we're using it for the first time, but with Visual Studio? Um, so if you, you need to install all the bits, so again, go to aka.ms slash git number four vs, install the bits, and then uh, the best way to start is to go to file new project, um, and then where it says uh, add to source control, check that box, and when you do that, it gives you a little, say, the thing that says which version control provider you want, git or TFS, select git, and off you go. I'm sorry, what's that URL again? aka.ms whack git the number four vs hang on one second got it all right great um another another question here does this update mean we won't need the github for windows app soon um github for windows uh is a, a interesting way of being able to get you know your get all the tooling installed and gives you a nice graphical client to help you manage your repositories in github um the guys at github are also contributors to um to libgit2, this open source library. And, um, you know, Phil Hack and uh, Paul and the guys over there who work on GitHub for Windows, we, we have interactions with every day while we're working on libgit2 together. And the maintainer of the project also works for GitHub. So we know those guys very well. It's a great way of, if you're using GitHub, it's a really good way of managing your GitHub repositories and it's got some shiny UI in there. But if all you're doing is just Visual Studio talking to GitHub, then no, you don't need to go through uh, GitHub for Windows. You can just use Visual Studio. Hey, Richard, guess what time it is? Ah, it must be that happy time again. It's time to give away a Telerik DevCraft Complete Collection to a lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And today's winner is Sean Farrow from Loughborough in Leicestershire. 
Ah, congratulations, Sean. Golf clap for you, sir. Is that anywhere near you, Martin? Uh, not right now, because I'm in Redmond. But yeah, yeah it's not too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you UK people. It's all close together, right? You're all next door to each other. Exactly. Yeah, I probably know him. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. Well, anyway. So what did Sean win? Well, he wins a DevCraft Complete Collection from Telerik. It's everything that Telerik has in one box. Nice. And uh, as you know, they, they, they make awesome tools. And uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to .netrocks.com and click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and become a member. We have thousands of members, and every show we give away some stuff. Every year in December, we give away five grand worth of technology. Last year, the lucky winner got a PC custom-made by Richard Campbell, and uh, it was quite nice, yeah, as a matter of fact. lots of fancy features. It was built to do Win 8 development, including a touchscreen. Yep, hand-built. So, Martin, if you had five grand to drop on toys or technology, what would you get? Oh, wow. I wouldn't be allowed to spend that much. So That's why really we're want- giving it to you. It's- <laughs> exactly. are you fantastic great no. i no, want not, um, i want my own i know this sounds crazy because we all got given a surface free but i really want my own surface because my wife just stole mine <laughs> <laughs> but that's only a thousand dollars man you've, you've got a bunch more to spend this is great i mean i'll have to think about that this is very exciting i'm going to go through a list and try and figure out what i want all right we talked about running uh git directly integrated with studio uh, now, why would I use TFS and Git together? Yeah, so that's going to be the thing that people have got to get their heads around. And I think there will probably be some confusion about this today because a lot of people just associate TFS with Team Foundation version control. Right. TFVC. And TFS is so much more than just TFVC, you know, the centralized version control repository. It has, um, you know, you've got all your work item tracking or your test case management or the agile planning or the build stuff. You've got all that stuff there. And so um, you can pick which type of version control workflow you want and use that um, in the server. Hmm. So, yeah, it works. And the important thing as well is that Git in TFS, it's just Git, you know, it's not like crazy MS Git or anything stupid right. like that. It, it's just because you can't do that. It's, it's, you know, even if we wanted to, you, can't, you cannot do that because that's the way. The protocol is just the way it works. All the logic's done in the client, really. So we um, send the data through. And so if you're talking from Xcode, as an example, you can take straight to the TFS uh, server to use it as your Git repository. And then you can do all your agile planning and your work items straight from Safari on the Mac, and it all works great. And that's actually, um, I, you know, I do a lot of cross, cross-platform development here at Microsoft, and that's actually my dev machine mm. that uses the Mac stuff to talk to TFS. Nice. And everything around the way that you should be using Git is integrated now. So even writing the comments, are they correctly formatted according to Linux Torvalds' standards? Because apparently he's quite wound up about that. Yeah. Uh, so the way you do commit comments um, inside Visual Studio, it's kind of encouraging you currently to do a one-line commit comment, which Linus wouldn't like. Right. So we're, we're actually trying to do some work around there and do things. So if you are integrated with TFS, if you're using an issue tracking system, then maybe we can um, create that first line for you. Maybe that first line can come from, say, the bug description of the thing that you're fixing, and the rest of the comment be a more you know lengthy, verbose comment. Um, you certainly can use the tooling and put, enter your comments exactly as you know part of the Git community like. But you could, we probably don't encourage that behavior right now, and maybe we should. Right. I just like the it appeals to me to get to a place where we might actually push a revision to the Linux kernel via Visual Studio. Hey, guys, I have a couple of snarky ones from Twitter. You want to hear those? Let's take them. All right. Justin Searle said, did you guys pay GitHub for their help? Ha! It's open source. We're working on it together. So GitHub actually shipped. We've been adding features into um, Team Foundation, into Team Foundation, you know, version control and, and Visual Studio integration. And to add those features, we need to contribute the code to libgit2 first and push those up. But obviously, because you know GitHub ship, you know, a bajillion times a day, they actually shipped features based on libgit2 on our, you know, on code that 
some Microsoft engineers uh, contributed Libgit to, they ship features based on that before we did. And that's cool. That's, that's what open source is all about. So no money uh, was exchanged. No money was exchanged. We, uh, <laughs> no developers open- were harmed in the... <laughs> the, the GitHub guys have been incredibly uh, welcoming into the library and the rest of the community on the Libgit2 library have been very welcoming and help us out. And we actually spent uh, a week at the GitHub offices um, having a Libgit2 community summit because we're trying to get to V1 of the Libgit2 library and uh, GitHub kindly hosted that for us. So no, they're, they're good guys over there. All right, and this isn't really snarky, but it's a, a question, sort of a tech support question. Will the VS team work on improving how Visual Studio behaves when switching branches in Git? I have to shut down Visual Studio to do it right now. You don't anymore. If you go to aka.ms slash git4vs, you have a little drop down. You, I, I just demoed it on stage. You can instantly swap branches and it changes the code live in front of your eyes. And you don't even, you know, the annoying prompt that comes up that says, this code has been edited outside Visual Studio. Would yeah. you like to about 10, 10 options and you pick the middle one? Well, that doesn't go anymore. It just flips the code around. It just switched the branches instantly. So, so yeah, there, you good. said there's an option, a checkbox somewhere? Is that no, what you said? Works. just works. As soon as you get the, the, the new uh, Visual Studio integration we've, we've done for Git, you install that, you can switch a branch in, in less than a second, and it just does it live in front of your eyes. So the code will actually just change right in front of you? Yep. That's spooky. If you go to, here's another AKA link for you, I'm afraid. If you go to aka.ms, whack, uh, git vid, so G-I-T-V-I-D, there's a quick video there on Channel 9 where I do a demo, and I show the branching off there. Nice. All right, very good. So, Carl. Yeah, Richard. You ever embed Excel into an application? Ugh. You know, that's right up there with sticking ice picks in my ears. Nice. Because your end users have to have the right version of Office and all that stuff. Yeah. And it has that extra layer of dependency. What I want is just a way to take all that Excel goodness and plop it right into my .NET application. Well, you reminded me of Farpoint Spread from the old days. Yeah, 20 years ago I used Farpoint Spread. But now, of course, it's Component1Spread.net. And now, you know, they have this version that's both for ASP.net and for Windows Forms in one package. Nice. Yeah, it's two different controls, obviously, but it's in one package, so... You bought one, you bought the other. Right. Spread.net from Component 1. Smarter components for smarter developers. I'm spending more of my time as a manager as well, so for me, TFS's biggest strength has been its ability to see what developers are doing on the different projects uh, and where they're they're sort of at, what's been checked in, uh, what they're working on, and so forth. How much of that visibility changes if we're no longer doing our, our actual check-ins with TFS? Mm. So um, you're doing your... You, with distributed version control, you do commits locally, right? and then you your changes into uh, TFS or whatever Git server you want to use. So, you know, in our case, TFS is where you push your changes to. Mm-hmm. So the way, the reason why distributed version control encourages certain workflows, which managers might like, is it encourages you to commit frequently because you just go commit, commit, commit because you're doing it locally. You never need to talk to a server. Right. Um, and then it's still easy, as easy as a check-in was to just push those changes um, up to the server. And you don't see them, you know, you don't see them in the server until they've been pushed. Right. But as soon as they're pushed, that's when you all the linking lights up. So, uh, you know, the linking into work items and into stories and into right. product backlog items and things. That yep. all lights up as soon as it gets pushed into the server. And then all those relationships are still all stored inside TFS. It's, it's one database. It's this, you know, in the on-premises version of TFS, it's just one SQL server database that you back up um, and send data around. So all that traceability, all that end-to-end requirements, traceability, linking of Git commits into mm-hmm. TFS work items, that just all works when you push stuff up into, um, into TFS. Now, it does sound like if you, and I think we've already addressed this partially, if you have an existing project in TFS, getting it over to Git is not going to be a trivial thing to do. It's not It's not trivial, but it's not too hard. You, you, know, you need to use this command line mm-hmm. to get it over. It's certainly an area we could improve to, you know, to be able to make it easier to move code between the two. Yeah. But the, the key thing to remember is um, distributed version control workflows 
are very different to centralized version control workflows. Right. And you kind of have to just get your brain around that a bit. We did some early work uh, a while ago now where we actually just tried putting kind of a, a shim a bridge over the top of TFS or mm -hmm. over the top of Git and try and try and hide the fact to make it a single repository. But that, that doesn't work because you end up diluting all the features out of DVCS that you wanted DVCS for, or you dilute the features out of your centralized version control that you wanted centralized version control for. You know, maybe you like the fact you can control permissions on each branch. You can control permissions on each file. In that case, you need centralized version control. Um, if you like a bit more freedom and uh, interestingly Git encour and encourages you to have more modular code bases because you take the entire repository and bring it down to your local machine. And so you don't want to check in, you know, we don't have the whole of Visual Studio in one Git repository, which uh, we would then pull down because the latest version of Visual Studio is like three, four gigs of source code. And so if we had <laughs> version plus every version ever uh, back to, you know, Visual Studio, whatever, two was the one I first used, started using, then um, that would be a lot of data and you wouldn't want to send that over the network. No, so, no, you're right. The, 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 not every project makes sense in Git. Exactly. And, and the, the advantage of now having Git in Team Foundation Server, and this is why we did it, is that you can choose, but you can have a mixture. So you can have one team, you know, using Git and another team using TFVC, and they can feed code between them. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, but if it's just work items and you want to just feed stories and requirements, if you have a bug that affects both code in TFVC and in Git, then you just have one bug and it links to both the commit that fixes it and the check-in that fixes it. Wow, that's amazing. I just uh, The interplay between them is really interesting. How would you split up? A, I'm just thinking about how to organize a project so that some of the source would be one place, some of it would be another. I guess there's clear dividing lines. Like You have an open source library. Well, I think you've got an example right here with Git to lib, uh, or GitLib2 that you have this underlying library that's open source. And so you press that, push that up, and then you may have some more proprietary stuff you keep local. Yep. And also, um, quite often see, we've seen a, a rise of, you know, the guys um, working for the company in-house, they're building, say, the systems of record, you know, on ASP.NET backends and uh, big systems tend to, you tend to prefer centralized version control. Right. But the guy working on what we would call systems of engagement. So, you know, things like um, little iOS applications and, mm -hmm. you know, things that go out there. They often are completely separate teams that feed in their kind of a loosely coupled service interface. Um, and, yeah, they, they, they just feed in that way. And those teams are even sometimes uh, outsourced, not, not, not always in the traditional offshoring sense, but you, they might hire a crack team of guys. Sure. Uh, to Build their iOS app and you know send it off. Yeah, so it kind of it makes you, you got both scenarios there. You might have an underlying library that you want to open source and you you push it up. You might have different clients that you treat the same way. Yep. And what's exciting as well, and this this um, this is really cool. It's probably a bad business model, but it's really cool. Is that um, with Git, your history is portable because you you have the entire repository. So if you, and I've done this, I pull down, say, the ASP.NET project of Coplex, mm -hmm. and I can push it into my private TFS server, right. you know, into a Git, my private TFS server. I see the history there that's ever happened in the ASP.NET project because I take my history with me. So one of the problems with source control in the past is that it was always very sticky because you would lose your history if you wanted to move source control systems. Yes. Git and DVCS, you take your history with you. So his, source control is a lot more portable now in this new world. Um, and really what you're there for is for the added value that we provide in, say, TFS, where you have this whole integrated package that's got one authentication system, uh, one database to back up, you know, integrated in with all these cool agile planning and things right. like that. Yeah, it's all about the ALM tools. That's what I was getting at before. You know, uh, we've been talking about the, the hybrid approach uh, you know, which is something that I'm really trying to wrap my mind around and, and you were, uh, explaining it. 
a little bit, but um, let's go a little bit deeper into that. What, what are some of the other situations in which a, a hybrid approach is necessary? I mean, I, maybe if you're adding, um, add, you know, branching off into a Git project that is going to integrate into your other project that is already started up, I can see that, you know, that you would just tack that on. And does that work yeah. as seamlessly as, as you make it sound? No, I mean, it's not completely seamless because you have this project that's running over in the Git repository. If you want to move the source code from the Git repository into the TFVC repository, mm. then you have to use Git TF to do that, do that movement for you. Because the way that source is stored in distributed version control is completely different to how it's stored in, in a centralized version control system. So you have to move that code yourself. But what we find in hybrid scenarios is that customers actually aren't interested in moving code. Yeah. They're more interested in the movement of work items and the linking of work and tasks and things like that. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly my, my point is that you, you, know, you want the integration with the tools. And if you're even in a tool that doesn't know anything about Team Foundation uh, work items, then you can just use, say, in Xcode, you can just do, you know, fix bug pound or hash, if you're from the UK, fix bug pound one, two, three. And that'll actually um, create a, a link there in the comment. And as soon as you push that commit up to Team Foundation server, it's listing for all the commits coming in. And it creates that link for you between the commit and the work item, but also back again. So if you go to the work item, you see the commit. And if you integrate that with the build automation support you do a commit it does a ci build when it runs it looks through all the commits to see you know which commits are included in this build um it then looks at those links and sees which work items are there and so you have your end-to-end traceability from features and stories to tasks to check-ins be them on tfvc or git or both included in a build yeah. Okay. So I can see this is being really useful when you have, you know, let's say you're building a Windows Phone app and uh, an Android app and, a, and an iPhone app and an iPad app, all with different developers on different platforms, just being able to manage that whole lifecycle from one place. Yep. And maybe you're That's also a copy of an open source library that you've forked locally. You know, you're using jQuery and you want the whole repository down because you want some history there, you can do that as well. It's, it's great. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah, it, yes, it is. Well, yeah, I, I know where you're going here. Thinking tablet show is uh, stuff like Mono for Android and Mono Touch. Absolutely. You know, all that programming in C Sharp where you're also dealing with files that are not C Sharp. You still got, you know, like Martin said, Xcode and, and things like that. Can you get it all together? And you can, yep. more importantly, manage the life cycle of all of those apps from one place. Yep. And just while we're talking about Mono, uh, libgit2, this open source library we've been building on top of, it has different lang- it, it's a portable C library, and it has um, different uh, language bindings around it. So if you're writing a tool in Mono that wants to talk Git, then you would use libgit2sharp, which is um, the, 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 you know, the C-sharp wrapper around libgit2 and that's built and tested and every single commit is tested against mono as well as against uh, the .NET framework. Awesome. So you must have been talking to a whole bunch of developers today. Um, They must have rushed the stage and all of this. I can see this happening. Um, What are some of the most um, common scenarios that people will be using this in? It's quite often... um, a, a team at the moment it's going to be a smaller team working on an isolated component and they want to use um, git version control because it works for them or because they've got say the java guys and even though we have a full you know implementation um, of, uh, of tfvc in eclipse they might just want to use git because they don't want anything to do with microsoft well those conversations they were having with their teams about trying to convince them to use Team Foundation version control now, they just don't have to have them anymore. They go, okay, you want to use Git? Great, you use Git. Just push push your changes here, 
and we can still manage them and we can still all work together and have a shared common backlog of work that we're all working from a single source of the truth. I mean, this is, you did this work ages ago with team prize too. That was one of the things it was about is letting the Java guys be able to integrate in. Yeah. So team prize and then team explorer everywhere where Microsoft purchased it. Um, that was a, that is a team foundation version control, uh, adapter plugin for eclipse plus team explorer which is our interface to alm and so um in the git world if it was a git repository you still use team explorer and team explorer everywhere to do work items and builds and things all from inside eclipse but you can um use git and there's a project in Eclipse called eGit, which is the uh, Eclipse integration to Git. And that ships a standard inside of most versions of Eclipse nowadays. So, um, you know, they don't need to use this version control system they've never heard of. They can keep using doing version control the way they knew, uh, but push changes to TFS and uh, everybody's happy. So, Steen, um, the guy who left a comment, has uh, a question for you. On Twitter, new Git goodness builds on VS 2012 update 2 CTP. Any news of production shipment of VS 2012 update 2? Uh, we announced the CTP. We just announced the CTP today. So when, I guess he's asking, when is that? When is it going to be the full update 2 rather than a CTP? I believe so. Um, we haven't announced that yet, um, but we've had a fairly... Um, I think if you track back our cadence between RTM and, and the first update, you can probably predict roughly when we're aiming update two to be. You want to do four a year, it's got to be the next month or two. That's exciting, isn't it? We're living in a new world. Well, I'm just wondering if you guys could keep up this cadence. It's a lot of stuff to push out. Uh, it's also a lot of stuff for us to install. In the, um, the, in the updates, the updates into Visual Studio install really easily. Uh, uh, so that's the, we're actually seeing a really, really high um, installation rates of the updates, a lot higher than we ever saw for service packs, which is good. And then over in the Team Foundation service, you know, this, um, uh, the, the, the hosted Team Foundation server backed by Windows Azure, that actually we update every single every three weeks so every single sprint we update uh, the team foundation service with the latest bits so we've actually been running git in the team foundation service for a number of months now wow. um what we did today is we switched the feature flag on for everybody so uh, everybody can now get it but for free you know hmm. but previously select testers and then we opened it up to a few mvps and things and yeah so it, it's been there for a while um and the improvements we've been doing to team foundation version controls web access right all those improvements have been in you know this hosted service for a while so you can get every three weeks you can we, we're shipping new version a new version of tfs publicly uh, which completely changes i mean i think you've had brian harry on before you should mm -hmm. get brian harry on again to just talk about how it's changed how we've built software. It's completely changed how we build software inside of the, the Visual Studio team. It's a, a different world. So you're using TFS service for yourselves? Yeah, I, my, my source code is in, is in visual, uh, visualstudio.com in an account there. And that's, and that's great for me because I use the Mac and I work from home. So I don't have to VPN in or anything like that. I can just sit on, you know, sit on the sofa and, and hack away and do all my stuff. From, Does Microsoft from use Git inside? Uh, different teams use different things, and this is that you have different workflows. Mm -hmm. So for the um, the Git tools for Visual Studio, that's all hosted in Git. But Team Foundation Server and Visual Studio, uh, most of those repositories are in TFVC because they scale really well to the kind of large code bases that we're dealing with there. Sure. Um, the ASP.NET team, they use Git. The um, different teams use TFS. You know, it's really up to the team. That's pretty cool, um, actually. I didn't know the ASP.NET team used I guess I should have, but that uh, yeah. doesn't come as a surprise, actually. One of the things as well, we have a few developers on our team that are trying out a workflow where they um, individually are just working on Git locally, and they push changes into TF, uh, TFVC, and they do that using Git TF, you know, the the... the open source tool we built to enable you to do that but that's that's an interesting problem um to do because you you won't you want just a little module inside of your code base to push to tf you know tfs not 
not the whole code base. So um, uh, I'll send you some links to stick in the show notes, Richard, about uh, an open source project that's out there that one of our developers did to help people who want to who want to use Git locally, um, but be part of a much larger project, and they need much more support than just Git TF would give right. them. Right, and you, you know, do have that to... option. I just mm. find you know yeah. it's interesting how you're providing all these different combinations. So I can use. Team Foundation service, so the cloud-based version, and then have a local Git repository, and it'll still work. Yeah. yeah. That's nutty. That's great. And uh, uh, we just want to make people, we don't want to make s- uh, software development you know, better, more professional. We want people to fall into the pit of success when it comes to software development. And in the ALM side, it's all about encouraging practices and encouraging different, you know, different ways of working, encourage ways of working, which people are finding successful. So in the past, we brought in things like, you know, continuous integration and, and, you know, uh, code reviews and things. And then here we are uh, trying to introduce distributed version control workflows for, again, the people that can use them. Let's get them using distributed workflows because they have advantages in certain cases, but we want them to be part of the same family. You know, we want them all integrated in together with everybody in your organization. Cool. Absolutely cool. Yeah, well, I guess that's about a show. That's uh, a good one. <laughs> I don't think we've ever uh, recorded uh, a show so close to publication before. I mean, maybe we have done nights before, but... This is cutting it pretty close. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, guys. Um, I'd say it was great to just walk off stage and come backstage here and just uh, get talking to you and know it's going to be out the next day. So thanks very much for squeezing us in. You bet. You bet. Thank you for all the great work. No problem at all. A couple of little links for the listeners, if that's okay. So uh, we mentioned aka.ms slash git for VS. And also, if you want to just, if you want a server to go talk to, to use Team Foundation Server, then just go along to tfs.visualstudio.com and you can sign up for an account with the hosted TFS service um, and just get an account for free. It's free for up to five people. If you have MSDN, it's also free. Um, In fact, it's free for everyone at the minute because we're not charging anyone yet, but eventually we will. Awesome. And it works with Express, so you can be free all around. Yep. Fantastic. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. All right, and we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. Thanks for listening. And remember, Pluralsight.com is where you can get 200 free minutes of developer training online. Pluralsight.com. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I'm a, a boy. Life is hard.